we have one before this very house and i think it hasn't matured so bear with us maybe um by mid january or so 2020 you will see the 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 instrument we have one here so are you assuring the house that you expedite work to make sure this regulation comes to be it's not but that is it's it's a word between us no which 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 no no which one which regulation here where uh, no, it's not before us. I remember, I remember what he suggests is that they have done their part. The rest is well for the lawmakers. Yes, uh, yes, no, but, but, but Chairman, we should get the record right. As far as I'm concerned, is a learned attorney general who in pre-sitting before the commencement of this sitting formally conveyed to the speaker and leadership her intention to get some laws amended which included the judicial service regulations but as to whether that has been referred and laid in parliament and referred to subsidiary legislation that has not been done it's just official correspondence that she conveyed i just thought that i should state this for the record yes ask another question Which second? What was your second leg? Mr. Chairman, I believe the second leg is more important to me. As a new Chief Justice, I was expecting that he will cooperate and liaise effectively with Attorney General's Department to make sure that this regulation comes before the House properly and is addressed by the House. The information he had earlier given was that it has left their part. The Attorney General is conferring, confirming that it is with them. So, uh, ask another question so that let, let me take my lord to a very familiar territory. And when I say familiar, he knows. <laughs> me and him enjoys football. We enjoy football. And we talk about football a lot. So, my lord, you've been serving on the Discipline and Ethics Committee for FIFA and CAF for a long time. Is it lawful for you as a Supreme Court Justice of Ghana to serve on these committees, which, which? And I remember ask another question. No, let's, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm and coming. I remember order. Order, I'm, I'm here. Coming. I'm, I'm going to the second leg of the question. Please I'm ask another question. question. No, I, I'm, I'm, it's been, I'm going to the second leg of it. You've sat on this, and you're becoming the Supreme Court, uh, the Chief Justice of this country. Very, very ethical issues have come before the court pertaining to the management and administration of football in this country. What assurances are you giving me with your perception and knowledge about football that these cases will have prolonged in the courts? For example, the uh, uh, outcome of the Brazil uh, Commission report and the case that came before the court, which virtually arrested the implementation of the white paper. Also, the issue of Kwesinyantechi via number 12. All these... ignore, ignore the part relating to somebody who is not here. Answer the okay. question on... So, what, what are we going to do? What are we going to see in making sure that we, because of your interest in football, that cases involving football and football administrators will be expedited in order for us to have justice?
Mr. Chairman, um, please, I will track the case to know where it has reached. Yes, and if it turns out that I have to assign the case to uh, a judge who can expeditiously dispose of it, it could be an additional judge of the uh, court, court of appeal. My Lord, so I that suggest you suggesting that you're going to give priority to football cases <laughs> or all cases. Uh, please, certainly not. But you know, in litigation, if you, you are trying to recover possession from a tenant, left to the tenant, the case will drag on for 10 years so that he will comfortably be in possession. Left to the landlord, he wants one week to get the tenant out. So that is the dilemma. So what I will do is that if uh, the case calls for some agency, I will do my best to have it judiciously disposed of. We have one more. Yeah, I'm still on football. My Lord, there was this perception that issues pertaining to football don't go to court until that famous judgment on the case between is it Kojo Mensa and the GFA. In your own opinion, let me ask objectively, do you think that that sort of immunity or indemnity given to football administrators because of the fact that cases involving football clubs don't go to court. Do you think it's fair? Doesn't it take away the rights of people to seek justice when they have unfairly treated and issues pertaining to football? Yes, Mr. Chairman, the, the, the position of the law is that, you see, parties or associations cannot come together and oust the jurisdiction of the courts to interfere in the affairs. Yes, it is only in England where they don't want to see football cases in court at all. And it is supported by some legislation. Yes, because if you know the number of people who depend on football, uh, you will be surprised. Yes, but here everybody wants to come to court regardless of the fact that there are some procedures at the FA Secretariat. Just because his club is going on relegation, he will resort to the legal process for redress. And mo most often, they, 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 they lose most of the cases. So that has been the experience. I would not say that uh, the high court should always interfere in the matters which come to the court when it borders on football. No, not at all. Because then, as a judge, I would be denying the court the jurisdiction to entertain th those matters. But if they come, what I would do is that I will try and see whether the case will be disposed of in earnest. That is the best I can do. But certainly, we cannot prevent anybody from coming to court. We don't have that power. Thank you very much. Um, yes, Honorable Thank you very much, Mr. Chairman. Uh, I'd like to take this opportunity to congratulate our dear brother for being nominated for the well-deserved position of a CJ. Uh, Honorable. Mr. Chairman, I've observed from the NIS CV that he has undertaken a number of study tours to Tanzania, Nigeria, USA, and the UK. I've also noted with interest the number of judicial committees he has chaired. 
Mr. Chairman, I'd like to know from the nominee, what critical provisions would you recommend to Parliament for necessary amendment? Thank you. In which particular area are you interested in amendment? In uh, the translation of the law. Okay. Uh, my Lord, is it clear to you? N- no, my Lord, I, In I the wish transformation of the law, I, that's what I mean. Sorry. Yes. Me, I, Mr. Chairman, I'm still finding it very difficult to appreciate her concerns. Right. Yes. Let me try and see if I can make sense. At least you've been a member of the Constitutional Review, you represented the judiciary. Now, is there any part of the Constitution you consider? Uh, worthy of further discussion or review? Oh, yes, Mr. President. Uh, sorry, sorry. Um, Mr. Chairman. <laughs> I haven't reached there yet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mr. Chairman, we have subjected to, uh, sorry, we have subjected the Constitution to several interpretations when the cases appear to the Supreme Court and our jurisdiction is invoked. Yes, and uh, there are some few areas where uh, I think uh, we can certainly have uh, I mean, another look at it and see what we can do. Especially this Article 131 which Honorable Member was um, addressing, sorry, drawing my attention to, to it. Denying, try, going um, all out to deny some people who commence action at the circuit court and will not have access to the Supreme Court unless they ask for the leave. And the, the high courts are not just uh, there for anybody to go there. Maybe for all you know, he comes from a, a, an area where it takes uh, several even several days to even get to the high court. But then the nearest court will be the circuit court. But then when uh, there's an apparent error which could be corrected by an appeal, he is prevented by the clear provisions of 131 not to get access to the Supreme Court. So these are some of the areas. Yes, second question. Thank you very much. Mr. Chairman, I do also appreciate that jurisdiction for delivery of justice are the creation of constitution and statute. I would like to ask that we are all very much aware of what happens in our traditional setting where justice uh, justice delivery is being taken by the traditional authorities. Uh, May I know if you are in support of this and uh, whether you consider ceding some aspect of justice delivery to the traditional authorities? Thank you. Mr. Chairman, uh, if you look at even the area of chieftaincy. Yes, the the judiciary is certainly denied of jurisdiction. We don't interfere in chieftaincy matters. Unless maybe somebody invokes the jurisdiction at the high court for due process by way of judicial review. We are completely incapacitated in dealing with chieftaincy matters. Unless maybe you go through the judicial committees up to the National House of Chiefs and then you want to come to the Supreme Court 
but there you to you have to uh, satisfy the court that there is a genuine case to go on appeal before you are granted leave to uh, come to the Supreme Court. If we assume the jurisdiction in all these areas, please, uh, we cannot work. And you look at the various cases pending, even there they have problems. Pending at the, um, would I say, the judicial committees of various traditional councils, regional house, and even the national house. So we have, uh, the, the, sorry, the lawmakers have ceded part of our jurisdiction to them. And uh, more so when they settle cases by ADR, we also recognize them. Mm. Thank you. Uh, I think I'll, yeah, then I will let you, and then I'll, please. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Chairman, thank you very much. Um, in Ghana, we always talk about uh, the superior courts. And also, I'm hearing there is a, a measure to measure, a major process in which you want to have magistrates and uh, district courts to be called the lower courts. Are you going to continue with this initiative by the outgoing Chief Justice? Mr. Chairman, Mr. Chairman, my problem is that the matter has moved away from the Judicial Council. Yes, it has moved away from the Judicial Council where this was proposed. Yes, so it is beyond my reach. The Honorable Attorney General is, is here, and I think she can uh, certainly brief you if we, we close this session. Yes. Mr. Chairman, my, my question is, do, will you continue to support it? Now that it's left to you, if it comes back, or in your view, did you actively support it? Uh, Mr. Chairman, I must confess I am in the judiciary, but I haven't seen the bill. I must, I must be very, very uh, candid with myself. I haven't seen the bill, and I don't want to speak to that. They were conversing genuine concerns for the measure, but I haven't seen the bill. And uh, I, I don't want to mislead honorable members of this house. On matters which I don't have uh, any knowledge. Mm. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, we have this uh, practice of wigs and gowns, and then sometimes the weather is very inclement, and people wear, even with the suits, they are sweating inside. <laughs> Will you, as the Chief Justice, the man with the, 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 the it's, it's heavier than the gown. No, but it's no. for what, uh, the, what you're the, wearing. The, I'm just wearing it for a purpose. But this one, sitting the whole day, what is your view about making a change of this uh, colonial legacy? <coughs> Mr. Mr. Chairman, uh, with due respect to Honorable Member, please, that's our uniform. I, I am all out for, for, for the tradition at the bar. I'm not going to change it. If I have my own will, I will never. 
please, don't show appreciation by clapping. When you go out, speak your mind to support it. Thank you. Yes, on a yellow you may continue. Mr. Chairman, I'm very happy to know that he wants to continue with the colonial tradition. <laughs> Uh, the German is further as, as saying that the whole legal system is colonial. It is not. We have changed from the way presidents wear their dresses to address us. We have changed our tradition. We want to incorporate our cultural values in all this. But since you agree with them, well, I can only say that as happened in uh, one of the African countries, they had to make exemption for people to wear lighter clothes because people were suffocating and, and collapsing with what they were wearing. Do you want people to die? <laughs> Seven that, that's a, a rhetorical question. Please don't answer. Can, you can ask another one if you... Joy, 99.7 FM. Hmm? No, I won't do that. If he permits me, I'll ask all the four. Honorable member, please ask your question and then I'll proceed. Very good. He has no more question. I... You, uh, she has not spoken at all. Barbara, yes. Thank you very much, Honorable Chair. Barbara, you, you will be allowed to question her. Yes, please. Congratulations. Honorable Chair, thank you very much. Um, lawyer Musa Ahmed writes a very, I would say, a beautiful article captured um, as Lawyer Musa Hills Justice Enim Yabua. And I found this on Ghana Web, and the date is 16th December 2019. I'm not sure if the nominee has seen it. Honorable Chair, please permit me to read just some few lines. He writes, Justice Enim Yabua is a person of high moral character, saying that the president, saying that President Akuf Aljo ought to, to be applauded for such a wonderful decision. He goes further to say that the Anas expose has affected the image of the country's legal system and was optimistic the appointment of uh, Justice Enim Yabua would bring back the image of the judiciary. Do you agree that the judiciary has lost its image? And if yes, how would you restore this lost image? Well, I'll ask another question. He has asked, answered that. questions okay. on corruption and uh, perception. Which is the same okay. thing. So, Thank can they ask another question? Chair. 
a section of the Ghanaian public is excited that is excited about your nomination.